What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast, a radio show coming to you on a Saturday. Just going to squeeze in my own workout here shortly, but wanted to drop something on you guys that my homie uh, Travis Merritt sent to me a long time back. Uh, and we've kind of chopped it up and went back and forth and, and kind of put it into a different context here. But for all of you guys who are obviously getting towards the, you know, the end of the year here, uh, we are in November right now of 2018, rolling into 2019. I know a lot of people tend to punt the last two months or month and a half of the year uh, because of you know travel and family and stuff ending. And typically, even though the work schedule tends to be less, there's more running around and things to do in terms of holidays, uh, depending on what you guys follow and practice. And uh, what we've been talking about is how to get into better shape in six to eight weeks. Now, I'm a huge lifestyle person. I don't like the, you know, I don't like diets and crash things and little, you know, shitty protocols that aren't, you know, sustainable for the course of life. As BJ Godora once dropped on the podcast here, he said, you know, if it's not sustainable, it's not attainable. And I truly believe that. So what I'm about to share with you is something that obviously is accelerated. Uh, but I also believe it's attainable for, you know, for most of you for your entire lifetime if you chose to go that way about it. And so today's podcast, we'll just call it how to get in better shape in six to eight weeks. And so I think this is how to get into better shape for your life. But if you guys wanted to make it in an accelerated time frame and give yourself kind of an external motivator, something to hold you uh, accountable in terms of, you know, a, a concrete goal and time frame, this would be the way I would do it. And this is honestly, you know, how we structure a lot of our transformations, uh, our challenges, and our coaching protocols, we like to give people external motivators, you know, inside of something uh, to teach them a set of skills so they can build a foundation to live on for the rest of their life. And this is what this would be. So my quick, easy suggestions, and this isn't rocket science, you guys, it's just the hard knocks truth and the way that I would go about it. If I had a six to eight week time frame to get into, you know, better shape than I'm currently in, whether that be for... Uh, if you guys you know you compete into like a physique show, a bodybuilding show, uh, if you want to look better for a vacation, if you have you know some kind of reunion or some special thing coming up, and you just want to look your best, I'm all for that. And people be like, oh, that's that's so vain, it's so vanity based. I mean, let's let's be fucking real here, you guys. We're all trying to look good. We're all trying to feel good. We're all trying to move better. That's the game for life. And I, I wish it was just about the internal health. I truly do. But I'm smart enough to understand like our body is our business car. When we show up somewhere, people are judging us on the way we look and how we present ourselves. And so that's just the game. So get past the initial that part and understand this is going to make you healthy internally as well as the byproduct as we look good externally. So what I would say is if you guys are trying to be in rock and shape in the next six to eight weeks or at least level up where you're currently at and maybe you're in a funk right now or you don't know how to go about it, my basic suggestions are this. I would work out legitimately like hard-ass workouts three to five times per week, alternating somewhere between upper body and lower body sessions or if it's three times per week, if it's total body, awesome. It's a five times per week. Maybe it's lower, upper, lower, upper, something like that. Or if you want to do a mix of, you know, total body and then kind of some upper, lower body, then some total body. However you guys want to splice it, it's fine depending on if you go three, four, five days per week. But depending on A, how quick you can recover, how you feel and the intensity at which you can train with, I would do three to five workouts per week, legit, either total body or the splits of, you know, upper and lower, depending on how you guys load and, and how you want to go about it. If you're short on time, 
I think the Metcon stuff is ideal, crushing total body stuff. And again, you guys, it doesn't got to be a shitload of time. Even doing 30-minute sessions five days a week, like legitly putting in the effort, is more than enough for a lot of you guys. If you're squatting, lunging, you know, vertical and horizontal, you know, pressing and pulling, all of those things are great. Pushing sleds, riding the assault bike, and loading appropriately is going to do your body wonders. The other thing I would do is I would record the numbers uh, from your workouts to make sure you're at least beating them some of the time. Uh, you know, and again, every workout can't be our best workout. I've said this before. I don't believe every day can be your best training day. It's just not true. Some days you feel like a bag of shit and you got your ass beat and, uh, you're just going through the motions and that's okay. And then some days you feel like, you know, you can lift the world. Like I feel pretty good actually today. Uh, even though yesterday I did this awful, uh, six plate sled push, uh, for what did I do? Five, was it 500 yards? Five, 500, I think total by the end of it was 500 yards. It was pretty rough, uh, actually. And you can imagine me pushing six plates, uh, on a rogue sled, which already weighs 100 pounds, uh, doesn't go super quick. So it took a uh, majority of my time. But my, I digress. My point is, even with that yesterday, I feel pretty good today in terms of what I have to go and do and get done. So every workout you guys are doing, record the numbers or at least have an idea of what's going on. So in, in trying to maybe consistently beat yourself or improve, now whether that be reps uh, you're doing, the weight loading you're using, uh, the calories you got, the split times, if it's ski in a row, whatever it may be, you're just trying to make a little bit of improvements. And even if the weight is staying the same, maybe the rest times are shortened or the quality of the reps are better, the the range of motion is bigger. There's always going to be some metric you can improve on. So I'm not just like all about PR stuff and making sure we do more reps and more weight. There's a million ways you can improve even even the ranges of motion and, and increased mobility, you guys, or shorter rest times and longer work times typically are awesome ways to gauge not only, you know, strength, but, you know, aerobic and muscular endurance together. Uh, I also would do this if you guys are looking to get into great shape, not just for the six to eight weeks, but for life. Be active the other days you don't quote unquote work out or have a structured training program. So if you're working out, let's say five days a week and you're crushing it, the other two days, be active. And what we call is like, you know, if it's non-fitness activity, like things like uh, walking uh, is, is a huge one. And we typically underestimate the value of just walking for 30 to 60 minutes a day, which then can be great, not just physically, but also mentally it can let you guys, you know, process things, think about stuff. You can consume podcasts like this, for example, uh, among audiobooks and, and a bunch of other awesome stuff. But again, the other two days of the week, and again, if you're training hard as hell three days a week, then the other four days you have to have 30 to 60 minutes of some kind of either non-fitness or fitness activity, whether that be walking, biking, hiking, swimming, walking your dog, foam rolling, going through mobility flows, yoga, Zumba, doing cannibals in your pool. Doesn't matter to me as long as you're just moving the body 30 to 60 minutes outside of the hard-ass workouts you're doing. So meaning all seven days a week, you guys are training or doing some type of activity to move your body because we've talked about this before. It's a gift that you guys can. It is. It truly is a gift that you can run, you can jump, you can skip, you can move, you can cartwheel, somersault, bear crawl, whatever it is. It's a gift that you can move your body through space. Why would you waste even a day of it? Because at some point, it, you'll be old as shit and you probably won't be able to move as well. And two, you know, very few of you, this will happen, but for some of you, it might be taken away from you, whether it be through injury or whatever it is. And it would suck to look back on your life and be like, man, you know what? I I used to be able to do all these awesome things. And I just didn't because I sat on my ass and watched Netflix or did extra quote unquote emails and this and this one. I could have done a lot of that stuff as I was walking. If you guys now, when I return emails and DMs, a lot of times I am doing mobility drills 
And two, I'm riding the assault bike or I'm doing something else or I'm just walking around outside as I'm returning messages to people. It's how I get a lot of my stuff done. So killing two birds with one stone is great. Now, if I have to do some real thoughtful stuff, like really do some real logistical work here, I I can't do that because my brain is not, I'm not that smart, (laughs) basically what I'm saying. But for a lot of you guys, you can return emails and messages or call parents or text friends while you're up moving around. Game changer for a lot of you. The other thing, I would sleep if you can, and, and I struggle with this too, eight hours per night would be ideal. If you can't get eight, at least six to kind of seven hours of restorative quality sleep should be the goal for you guys. Or any kind of, even if it's, you know, I guess active rest or act, I don't know how, you, how I want to phrase this. Even if you're not sleeping, if you can just decompress and relax and let the body just, you know, Heal as it's just sitting there, whether it be maybe in Normatech boots, getting a massage, uh, Epsom salt bath, things like that, I think are, you know, very high quality return things, even if you might not, you know, physically be sleeping, but also you're, you're taking care of your body while you're awake. That's uh, the goal too, if sleep for you is sometimes an issue. Supplements, uh, I would do an, ath- I mean, I'll say athletic greens because I take athletic greens, you guys, again, I'm not trying to push it on you. But if you're not eating a ton of vegetables every day, taking a powder green supplement I think is ideal. If you want to do athletic greens, shoot me up, hit me a message. I'll send you a link for a free 20 travel packs with your first order. You can try it. If it thinks it sucks, don't buy it again. Uh, but honestly, it's the best tasting one out there. That's why I do take it. Uh, if you're doing a powder green, that's going to cover a lot of stuff, especially if it is like an athletic greens, which is high quality. On top of that, uh, a fish oil and maybe like even a, a higher quality probiotic on top of that, that would be the one things I would probably invest in if you guys are going to go the supplement route. If it's around the holidays and you know uh, you, you tend to travel more and eat shittier, I would say the greens is even more important at that point. If you don't take an athletic greens, I would tell you guys to buy things like like a fish oil, a multivitamin, a probiotic, maybe take a D, a vitamin C, and a bunch of other things. But I just know uh, a high quality legit green supplement can cover a lot of that stuff for you guys. And those are the ones I believe in for me every day. Uh, I do take athletic greens every single day. On top of that, I don't know if there's anything else I specifically take other than the fish oils. And then I'll take a higher dose probiotic as well, just for me, my own personal health uh, and, and gut standards are probably different than a lot of you guys. But that's where I would go that route. If you want a free supplement guide as well, shoot me a message to hey, Jeremy, I'd love to see the supplement guide and what you list out and what you think is important and the brands that we work with. I'm happy to email it to any of you guys who DM me or shoot me a message on that. The next thing I would do is track my food daily via my fitness pal. Track your food. Record how you feel each day. See what foods affect you in certain ways. Do you feel energized? Do you feel bloated? Do you feel tired? Are you bogged down? You know, what didn't agree with you? What makes you, uh, I guess, just basically have being mindful of what you guys are doing every day and what you're putting into your body and how it affects your sleep, how it affects your energy, how it affects your workouts, how it affects your digestive system. Are you going to the bathroom once a day, three times a day, four times a day? Do you have diarrhea? Is it rock hard? I know that stuff a lot of people don't talk about, but it matters and it's important. The quality of how we feel every day is huge and our gut health and our immunity is tied together. So, and honestly, in our gut and our brain, they communicate with one another. So if that is off, basically everything in your body is off. And understanding, you know, into my next point, 
having a proper macro breakdown, like the numbers of proteins, carbs, and fats you need to eat every single day in order to reach your goals, whether it be fat loss, maintaining, or building muscle, or anywhere in between. And all that can be done through my fitness pal using the free version of it. It's pretty simple and basic. Again, we have video content and all this, you guys, on our Vimeo, on our YouTube stuff. Uh, hit me up. I'm happy to shoot it to you if you have no idea where to start in terms of macros too. We have a macro podcast as well on here, which I go into detail for about 25 minutes. But I would do that because I do think it's vitally important. In terms of macros, if I'm you guys and it's over this time frame, I tend to do better on a higher protein, higher fat diet and lower in carbohydrates. And I'm not talking some you know crazy keto shit. We have a keto podcast if you guys want to listen to that too. Um, and do whatever works for you. But I tend to feel better, me personally, on a higher protein, higher fat. I think my foods taste better. I'm fuller for longer uh, than when I do a, a higher carbohydrate diet. And again, it's not about carbs, not the enemy. I'm not trying to say that. I just know me personally, if I eat things in abundance and carbohydrates are easy for me to do, I tend to blow up and, and get uh, pumped puffier and, uh, you know, uh, softer, uh, quicker than, uh, if my carbohydrates tend to be lower because I typically don't overeat on protein and I tend not to overeat on fat for the most part, as long as I don't keep peanut butter, almond butter in my house because I have no self-control. And so we don't buy those kinds of things. We do the individual packets, uh, because you kind of have to have some self-awareness and know who you are, but that's my own problem, not your guys. So that's how I would do it. I would also take some photos uh, weekly or bi-weekly at least in the mirror, just, you know, normal selfies, uh, with your clothes off or just, you know, whatever you want to do it, uh, front side back, you know, just to see what you guys look like, you know, kind of week by week or every two week, uh, the periods. And again, probably the same time of day and the same, uh, day of the week, just to kind of see where you guys are at in terms of that. I think that's huge. And just being mindful of how your clothes are fitting and how you feel, uh, you know, daily. The other one, um, I would do mobility every single day. Uh, we call it mandatory mobility, whether it be before your workouts, after your workouts, during your workouts, uh, as you're watching football, uh, as you're hanging out with your family, when you're sitting on the airport, just doing nothing, don't sit on your ass, just go through little mobility flows. Anytime you can do mobility is a good time to squeeze it in, in my opinion. I tend to do mine uh, before I work out. Uh, depending on the training days here, I'll integrate it into my training days. And then sometimes I'll even do a post-workout. Or obviously if we're at home and I'm sitting around and notice stuff is tight, I just do you know little things here or there. But I tend to dedicate for me you know, 10 to 20 minutes every single day to do mobility because I do see the importance of it. And I've seen my body improve and change over the course of the last you know five years probably specifically as I've gotten older how vital it is, you know, to my hamstrings, my hips, my glutes, my shoulders, uh, honestly, any of the thoracic stuff, the lumbar spine, uh, basically the entire body, honestly, you guys, I felt, I've never felt so good overall, um, in terms of my strength, my endurance, my speed, and just having, you know, knock on wood, minimal, uh, any kind of injuries or pain, anything whatsoever. And I attribute a lot of that to doing mobility every day. And again, it's not fun, but it's a lot harder to do mobility than it is to put on your shoes and go run. And I believe that I, it'd be way easier for me to go run five miles every day than do 20 minutes of mobility because the running is such a small range of motion. It doesn't hurt actually stretching the glute fold and the hamstrings and, and rolling and doing the tissue work it sometimes can be painful and miserable, but it does help you in the long run. It's that initial soreness and that initial kind of, you know, I don't even want to call it pain because the initial discomfort of it is what drives people away from it. So on the days you're super sore, you know, you, you split squatted your ass off or you went lunging or you did a ton of, you know, pressing movements, you know, for chest and shoulders and it's like tight and it's tender is the word I use. It's tender to the touch. 
those are the days you guys probably need to do it most. Uh, even just moving through space, basic things of you know taking giant steps and uh, jumping jacks and Spider-Man walks and just toe touches. Really simple things, you guys, that have such a huge return. And the, the crazy thing is the better your mobility, the bigger the range of motions you get. So the more hypertrophy, so the more muscle you're going to build. And so the stronger you're going to be, the leaner you're going to be. It's just there's only positive things can come from it. Uh, in terms of cheat meals and, and treats and eating, uh, what I would do is if I was really trying to accelerate this and be in you know kick-ass rock and shape in a six to eight week time frame, I would do one you know cheat or treat meal like every two weeks uh, if you have the mental fortitude to make it that far or every week if you've been on track with your macros the other six days and really owned it and been at a deficit if fat loss is the goal and obviously you could have that kind of treat or cheat meal you know every seven days if you can't make it 14 i would do either every seven days every 10 days or every 14 days depending on you know what you guys can handle and manage don't get obviously if stuff's fitting your macros you can have little treats you know throughout the week or, or obviously each day if you can fit it in I'm just not a huge, you know, moderation cheat kind of guy. I have a hard time with it. Now, I've gotten better over the years. Uh, even as recent as probably like, you know, a year ago, you can go to like Whole Foods, right? And uh, make yourself a salad and they'll do like pizza by the slice. Now, the, the pieces of pizza are big as shit. Uh, but sometimes I can squeeze that in and fit my macros on like a random Thursday. I'll have a, a pizza pizza with, you know, my, my green salad and basically just proteins. And it, it kind of works for me. Now, I don't do that very often. I can probably, I've probably done it three times in the last two years, but it, it can happen. And a lot of you guys are probably way better at the self-control stuff than I am. I'm just a kind of a, an OCD, a very compulsive human being. I'm an all or nothing person. It's, it's one of the reasons why I don't drink alcohol and, uh, you know, get into among the health reasons that get into drugs and things like that, because I don't really have an off switch. And like, it's like in college, like if I was going to go hard, I was going to go hard until I puked and peed my pants and headbutted the wall or did something stupid. And that's, you know, you have to know who you are in terms of eating and your personality type of what you are. And it's, that's me and who I am. So that's why I tend not to do that. Uh, the other thing, if you guys were to follow all these steps, uh, I'm sure you could drop, you know, in the six to eight weeks, you know, probably anywhere from 10 to 15 pounds of legit fat. And for you guys who are looking to add mass or size, most likely be able to add, you know, maybe even a pound of muscle over the course of that same six to eight weeks if you're at a surplus and really training. If you truly follow it to a T, that's probably the key. Most people, you know, in the beginning, uh, what we see in terms of transformations and different things, they're either, you know, way overfed. And uh, if I generally speak in their carbohydrates are typically way too high, the fats are, are sometimes too high and the protein is usually too low, or they're completely undernourished. And so when you can kind of fix those, uh, that's when you can change the game. And that's, and it can really happen in that short of a time frame for most people, if you're very diligent with it. Now, if I had, you know, 10 weeks or more, with that kind of, you know, weekly regimen and, and really follow through, then the results could be even crazier. I can almost assure you of that. But the key is to just be consistent, you guys, with anything in life. And, and I've said this before, I don't have any, you know, I have the talents that I have, but I, I'm not a talent. I'm not a LeBron James. You know, I'm not a fucking Prince. I'm not a Steve Jobs. I'm not a, like, I'm not a, these visionary iconic people who have these, you know, amazing, amazing gifts. But the one thing I do have is, I'll work my fucking ass off and I'm consistent as hell. And if there's nothing else people can say about me is, hey, man, you know, Jeremy, you've been doing the same thing for the last you better part of 
I mean, man, I'm getting old now. Uh, over, you know, basically 15 years of training and eating, and it's and it, and it takes time to refine it and make it better and do things. But if you guys are consistent with your efforts, you're consistently eating the right stuff. You're consistently training. You're consistently getting to sleep on time. You're consistently waking up early. You can be amazing at anything you do, specifically fitness. You can be in amazing shape. You're, I'm consistent with my mobility. I'm consistently pushing the envelope and trying new things and you know refining the things that have got me to, to this point but improving them and getting the best bang for your buck. And one example I'll leave you with you guys, and it's not really to do with this podcast, it's when you're consistently training and you're consistently in an environment where you're trying to be better and improve things and you know, and time hack and success hack, it's, this has helped me for my business, but also for my training. I, I grew up in the school of, you know, back squatting was the king and you got to back squat to build bigger legs and you got to back squat to be stronger. And I'm not bagging on the back squat. It has its place and, it, and it's great for the people it's great for. But for me personally, knowing my physique and my body and I'm six foot two and I have longer limbs, like longer femur, longer legs, back squatting was never the greatest thing for me personally, uh, just because oftentimes it wouldn't be my legs that would die. It would be just the loading portion of it didn't affect me the way that I wanted it to. And it didn't give me the biggest growth and the biggest strength increase for my legs. I got a lot more out of split squatting, whether it be under, you know, light load, high reps, medium load, or heavy load specifically in all reality, I tend to do better that way. Not only the size of my legs has increased like ridiculous amount, but the strength of my legs and letting them work independently worked better for me. So the point I'm driving at is, you know, me consistently always training, you know, back squatting and lunging and leg pressing and doing these things, but then evolving into, okay, maybe if I lunge a different way, maybe if I split squat this way, maybe if I goblet squat, maybe if I hack squat, what's the best way for me to squat to build up my leg strength, my leg endurance and my leg size. And I stumbled upon split squats and found that when you start split testing stuff and looking at it, you find out what works better for you. The same thing's going to happen here for you guys. You're not going to be perfect right away. You're not going to be perfect with your eating, with your training, with your sleeping, with your supplement regimen. But over time, you're going to find out what works best for you. Find out the things that you're not great at. You work on them as you need to, but find the things that you're good at and see if you can enhance those even more. See like what's one nutrition hack? What's one supplement hack? What's one sleeping hack? What's one training hack you can do to make your body that much stronger, that much more efficient, that much better? And that just comes with time and being consistent. So if you guys put in the work and you do the things consistently, we laid out here in the podcast for you. And again, really, really basic stuff. You guys, nothing uh, earth shattering or you know super unique or new that you didn't know already. But if you literally just train three to five times per week, legitly like crushed it. And for most of you, if you're short on time, that's probably the Metcon stuff. If you can load, awesome. If not, at least squeeze that in. And again, recording what you're doing, trying to improve the reps, weights, the cows as you move through it. And then obviously in the other days that you're not, you know, quote unquote training hardcore, can you guys bike, walk, you know, swim, hike, do yoga, Zumba, uh, do cannonballs in the pool, play basketball, play soccer, whatever it may be. Sleep eight hours a night. If nothing else, sleep six to seven legit hours a night. Take a quality, you know, supplement regimen, whether that be powder greens or a mix of everything in between. Tracking the food on my fitness pal, understanding the macro breakdown, taking pictures weekly and bi-weekly, and obviously squeezing in mobility every single day and limiting your cheats to maybe once every 7, 10, or 14 days. If you guys did that consistently, it would be a huge game changer for you in a very, very small amount of time. And then once you or at a stage where you feel comfortable and it's a routine, you can choose to either have more cheats, less cheats, and, and how you want to train and what works better for you. If it's training three days a week, four days a week, five days a week, or whatever works for your particular goal and time frame. So 
Hopefully that created some value for you guys, really basic things, but just understanding if you're not doing any of that stuff, or if there's one or two of those things you guys aren't doing, I would urge you to integrate that into your training, into your lifestyle almost immediately, because I can promise you it will level things up. And again, the key with anything is consistently, consistently do it because eating like shit, you know, once in a while isn't going to make your body look like trash and training, you know, really hard once in a while on the same note, isn't going to make you turn into really great shape. It's, you know, not what we do some of the time that dictates our success. It's what we do most of the time and what we do consistently. And again, always trying to slightly improve and just training smarter and eating smarter, not necessarily doing more always and doing things harder and crazier, but just being efficient uh, with your time and getting the most bang for your buck in terms of how you train and how you eat and what you do and not making excuses of why you can't and why you don't have time for it and why it doesn't matter. We make time for anything in our life that we truly do care about. And it's just a reality. It goes for our training, for our job, for our friends, for our family, for our people. We make time for the things that are important in our lives. And if you disagree with that, I'm your thinking is, is seriously, seriously flawed. You just take a look at your life and what you're spending your time doing, and that is truly what you guys do value. And uh, fitness can be a great part of it if you're just willing to put in the work consistently. And uh, anything else you guys want to hear on the podcast, you know, please shoot me a DM, hit me up, let me know. This is one somebody had asked for uh, personally, so I thought I would touch on it. But if there's a certain topic, shoot me a DM, send me an email, happy to do it. And if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop us a five-star, leave a comment. I would love to see it and hear it. And if you think this can create any value for anybody, whether it be your clients, if you're a fitness professional out there, or friends or family member who are looking to, you know, they don't know where to start and they seem overwhelmed with all the stuff that they have to do just to start to get into shape, share this with them or share with anybody you think can provide value too because that selfishly uh, fills my cup, you guys, and it helps the podcast grow. And that's uh, what we're trying to do is just trying to touch as many people with quality, legit information because the fitness industry and in any profession, honestly, is there's so much misinformation and fucking bullshit out there. Uh, these are the things that work. And these are the only things that do work is just consistently eating right, training right, having your food be in check and, and working hard and taking care of yourself and doing it forever. Because short of that, any other kind of gimmick or shit is just that it's just a gimmick or a scam. And it will only last for so long. And these are the tried and true things that do work for anybody, as long as they're willing to, you know, take the hard road because it's the one that works and and willing to put in the, the work and the effort over time and understanding what you're doing right now won't pay off today and it won't pay off tomorrow and it won't pay off in two weeks. But 30 days from now, 60 days from now, 90 days from now, two years from now, you'll be thankful that you put in the work and you started when you did. And for those of you who are are waiting and not doing it right now, you'll be fucking pissed that you, you waited for three months and six months before you got started or you waited till January 1st when you could have started crushing it on November 17th. It's just the truth, you guys. You have to be patient, but in the context of patience, you have to have some legit kick-ass sense of urgency uh, to really get things done if you want to be successful in life. And fitness and training and health is really no different because without your health, you guys, nothing else really matters. And I truly do believe that because I'm, I'm talking from a guy right now who, who is at the peak of it, who you know had it stripped away from me at a point in my life when I was younger and I thought I had the world by the balls. You know, feeling sick and helpless and depressed is a shitty place to be. And if you guys are there, I want to get you out of there as quick as possible. And if you have friends or family members who are there, share this with them so we can get them out of there as quickly as possible. Because I would not be this motivated, inspired, and fucking driven if I didn't feel this way every single day. I just, there, there's no way I could, I wouldn't feel guilty that I had it so good that I could give back to all you guys. Because I wish... I mean, and I do work hard and I kill myself, you guys, and so there's days I am tired and run down, but for the most part, I wish you could feel 
how strong, how powerful, and how jacked and inspired and motivated I am every single day. If I could somehow pull this out of my fucking chest and insert it into you so you could feel like, holy shit, if I just ate right, if I just did mobility, if I just slept, if I just took care of myself, if I just mentally, you know, had things to let me relax and chill like this dude does, and I felt like, him, man, I could get 10,000 times more things done. And that's how I'm able to do it. It's all because of how I eat, how I train, how I sleep, what I think about, how I live my life, and the books I consume and the people I surround myself with. And you guys can, you know, you can be in the same boat. So any other questions you guys have, hit me up, let me know. But again, if you dig the podcast, please drop us a review and a comment and share it with people you think can help. I truly would appreciate it. And uh, until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because you know your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.